booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. When the time was right, they would rise up and attack. Dr. James Mitchell there, who interrogated 9-11 mastermind Khalid Mohammed, says Mohammed and four others held at Guantanamo may avoid death penalties. President Biden marking 9-11 at the Pentagon, calling for a return to unity, as seen in the days following the 9-11 attacks. Pay-to-play allegations involving a campaign donor hanging over the head of New York's governor ahead of November's elections. Tunnel to Towers has donated over $250 million in the aftermath of 9-11 to help families of fallen and wounded veterans and first responders. The New York Yankees honor former Captain Derek Jeter's induction into baseball's Hall of Fame. U.S. military prosecutors are reportedly negotiating potential plea deals with 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and four other conspirators. All five are imprisoned in Guantanamo Bay, thereby escaping potential death penalties. Dr. James Mitchell interrogated Muhammad, and he spoke about him on Fox News in 2018. What he said to me was that our uh, civil liberties and our openness and our willingness to be responsive to other people's cultures were actually gifts from his God, that they were weaknesses and flaws that they had put that he had put into his God, Allah, had put into the American culture so that we could be defeated. Attorneys for the defendants reportedly said they would be willing to enter a guilty plea in exchange for taking the death penalty off the table, as well as for getting treatment for alleged torture. They experienced well in CIA custody. The CIA held each of the five men for interrogation prior to their arrival in Guantanamo in 2006. Critics argue the CIA's methods amounted to illegal torture. President Joe Biden paid tribute to those lost in the 9-11 terror attacks at the Pentagon on Sunday. The president called for renewed national unity and determination in defense of democracy. Biden solemnly commemorated the dead and their families. It's not enough to gather and remember each September 11th, those we lost more than two decades ago. Because on this day, it is not about the past, it's about the future. We have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to defend, preserve and protect our democracy. Biden called on Americans to rediscover the collective purpose that emerged in the wakes of the 9-11 attacks. Pay-to-play allegations swirling around New York Governor Kathy Hochul ahead of the November 8th election. A no-bid $637 million contract was awarded to New Jersey-based Digital Gadgets for millions of tests for COVID-19, according to the Times Union. The company donated $300,000 to Hochul's campaign. Digital grades charged $13 per test, more than double over other vendors who charge $5. Here's Hochul back in December. We have a lot of facilities coming online. As you mentioned, many places are having long lines. We're trying to eradicate that by making it available right where people are, right where they uh, commute and go into their offices in New York City. Some Republicans are now calling for Hochul to come clean about the questionable purchases. Government watch, uh, watchdogs rather say the purchases stick out even compared to other alleged instances of her administration helping donors tied to causes as diverse as rapid tests, the Medicaid transportation services, and overhauling Manhattan's Penn Station.
Tunnel to Towers promised to never forget the sacrifices made on 9-11. And to date, they have spent more than $250 million to help U.S. military, first responders, gold star, and fallen first responder families with young children across the nation with their mortgages. The foundation is named after Frank Siller's late brother, FDNY firefighter Stephen Siller of Brooklyn's Squad One. Tunnel to Towers CEO Frank Siller on Fox Business. I miss him terribly. I, I just so miss him terribly. But I'm so proud of what he did 21 years ago when he ran through that tunnel, Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, with 60 pounds of fire gear on his back and got to ground zero and saved lives and gave up his own. And Stephen Siller died while saving others. Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame ceremony at Yankee Stadium, a family affair. The 48-year-old former Yankee was joined by his wife, Hannah Jeter, and the couple's three daughters at Friday night's ceremony, celebrating the retired shortstop's induction into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, I'm so gracious that I've had an opportunity to spend 23 years of professional baseball, all with one organization. The ceremony was delayed due to COVID-19. The former team captain retired in 2014. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, the first woman to clinch a major party nomination for president on Sunday, responded to skepticism from Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York that a woman couldn't hold the nation's highest office. I certainly understand all of the obstacles you have to overcome to get there. Uh, But I continue to tell young women and girls that if they feel motivated to pursue political uh, office, they should do so with their eyes wide open about how hard it is. In an interview with GQ earlier this month, AOC, whose name has surfaced as a potential future presidential candidate, said her experience as a congresswoman showed her how deeply and unconsciously as well as consciously so many people in this country hate women. Lennon added, though, it was still worth fighting to get a woman to the White House. Well, the suspect arrested in the murder of Eliza Fletcher has now been indicted in a separate kidnapping and sexual assault case from 2021. The case uncovered only after authorities tested his DNA in the case. It match was reported by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation to the Memphis Police Department. Additional charges were lodged against 38-year-old Cleotha Abstin on Thursday. Epson's attorney filed a motion for a gag order last week, citing comments made by Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis that she claims had the potential to vilify her client before trial. The motion was denied. Shelby County D.A. Steve Mulroy spoke about the comments last week. The defense wanted that memorialized in a court order. We have no objection to that. The court order basically says that we will... um we will do what the ethical rules require, which is what we were already doing and already will continue to do. You know, when we'll, uh, we'll counsel with law enforcement um, about the nature of the restrictions on public comments. Details surrounding the non-Fletcher case are sparse, though the charges are dated September 21st, 2021, according to the appeal. Abstin was arrested on September 3rd of this year in connection with Fletcher's death. Oh, that is sound of a video that's gone viral, making the rounds on social media. It offers a grim new snapshot of San Francisco's surging homelessness crisis. Two men can be seen brawling amid squalid conditions on a city sidewalk as other homeless watch. 
The shocking scene was filmed and posted to Twitter by Jay Terrell Allen, who stumbled upon this fight in San Francisco's Soma neighborhood. A third person joins the fracas and whacks a shirtless man involved in the fight with a broom. The video has so far gotten over 2.4 million views. And suddenly a man on an electric scooter speeds into the frame and skids to a stop right in front of these two men who are fighting and the fighters then split up. The San Francisco Chronicle reported as many as 20,000 homeless people in the city of San Francisco, the city of 800,000 persons. Philadelphia is readying as Texas Governor Greg Abbott targets the city as the next destination for migrants being bused to Democratic-led cities. Mayor Jim Kenney's office says it does not anticipate any kind of an advance warning of this influx of migrants to the city of brotherly love. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott has sent buses carrying more than 7,600 migrants to Washington, D.C., as well as New York City since April. Here's Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who declared a state of emergency last week. So we look forward to beginning uh, this next chapter in our response. Uh, we recognize that we don't know and we have no control on all that is coming towards the district. Um, but we do uh, have control on how we make sure that our values are present in all that we do. And New York City has received thousands of migrants bust from Texas as well. U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents seized nearly $12 million worth of methamphetamine at the Del Rio port of entry in Del Rio, Texas last week. That was the largest seizure of meth in the border port's history. Agents discovered 320 packages of meth inside of a tractor trailer on September 5th with a street value of $11.9 million dollars according to Border Patrol's press release. Now, Mexican transnational criminal organizations continue to supply most of the fentanyl as well as cocaine, methamphetamine, and heroin smuggled into the United States. That's according to Texas law enforcement officials, the DEA, and other agencies. Here's Texas Representative Kevin Brady on Fox Business. Look, I think Border Patrol's doing all they can, but they are overwhelmed here. There's no, you know, priority from the White House Forward. And what, I, what I'm really shocked at, uh, Larry, is I'll see the amount of fentanyl they have interdicted, they have caught, that would overdose tens of millions of Americans, and that's just what they caught. We know so much more is coming across the Joe Biden's border. Montgomery County Sheriff Rand Henderson has said this should be labeled as a weapon of mass destruction. Fentanyl precursors are often first shipped from China to Mexican ports, and popular pills now flooding the market are rainbow-colored and look like candy. They are often stamped with an M and used to appeal to children, according to law enforcement officials. A funeral for Queen Elizabeth II, Great Britain's longest-serving monarch for 70 years, will be on September 19th, according to Buckingham Palace. The funeral, which will be designated a national holiday, will be held at Westminster Abbey in London, according to the palace statement issued Saturday. 77 WABC time check, 515. Time to head over to Justin Ellick with a busy look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Season openers for both of your local New York football teams to get to 
So let's dive right in. The Giants opened up in Tennessee against what's supposed to be another good Texans team, but don't or a Titans team, excuse me. But don't tell the G-men that as they march down south to shock the Titans with a 21 to 20 week one victory, down a score with a little over a minute to go. Daniel Jones found Chris Myark for a one yard touchdown to bring New York within one, but it was the gutsy two point conversion call thereafter from head coach Brian Dable that had Giants fans smiling. James, the motion man. Shovel. Barkley breaks a tackle. Dives in for two. Giants take the lead. That call, courtesy of Fox Sports, the Titans would have a chance to steal the win as time expired, but kicker Randy Bullock pushed a 47-yard field goal wide left. And the Giants survived Tennessee with a 21-20 win in Week 1. They'll try and make it two straight to start the season this upcoming Sunday when the Carolina Panthers come to town. As for the Jets, well, let's just say Joe Flacco could not muster up any magic against his old team as the Baltimore Ravens ran a rough shot over Gang Green at MetLife yesterday, turning out a 24-9 victory on the road. Though he did toss for over 300 yards, Flacco showed his age and certainly wasn't helped by a handful of drops and subpar pass protection. We'll see if New York is tempted to give third stringer Mike White a chance next week in Cleveland against the Browns. Out to the Diamond now where the Yankees gave themselves and their fans some breathing room over the weekend as they took two of three from the surging ALE second place Rays. After dropping Friday's contest four to two, the Bombers' offense came out of nowhere to explode on the Rays for 20 collective runs over the next two games. It was Glaber Torres shining the brightest in the Bronx yesterday. After sending a three-run shot to the seats in the first inning to put the Yanks up early, he promptly followed that up with a solo shot in the second. New York would add six more runs in the inning and would cruise to the 10 to four victory and a five and a half game lead in the ALE as Tampa leaves town. Now for the Metropolitans who secured them themselves a serious victory over the Marlins in Miami by a score of 9 to 3 yesterday. Brandon Nimmo homered and doubled and Tom and Tomas Nito added three hits and three RBI to help the New York to help New York, excuse me, cruise to the victory and maintain their slim one and a half game lead over the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. They'll try and stay hot as they welcome in the Chicago Cubs starting at 7:10 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Chris Bassett set to take the hill against Chicago's Javier Assad. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, Justin, time to head over to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street winning in spite of rate hike fears. Online sales slow ahead of the holiday shopping season. Burger King's new $400 million strategy. Those stories next. Wall Street's riding a three-day win streak going into this new week, the Dow Jones Industrials, the S&P, and NASDAQ all coming off weekly gains. Last week, the first winning week for Wall Street in a month. Amazon sellers preparing for a dreary holiday season. Inflation fears have merchants expecting lower profits and unsold inventory. The past two holiday shopping seasons have been record breakers for Amazon. Last year, online sales in the U.S. rose less than 10%. The first time growth has been in the single digits. So far this year, online sales in the U.S. up less than 10%. The first time growth has been in the single digits. Restaurant Brands International is investing $400 million in its Burger King chain. The money's going toward advertising and restaurant renovation, all part of Burger King's plan to boost sluggish U.S. sales. Burger King Trail, McDonald's, and Wendy's in same-store sales growth over the second quarter. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. The Dow's up 179 points or 0.55% at 32,444. S&P 500 up 27 and a quarter. The Nasdaq's risen 98 points. Gold up $8.20 an ounce. And crude oil at $87.52 this morning up 73 cents. 
It's the WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time 520. Water believed, it turns out, to contain traces of arsenic in a NYCHA housing complex are false. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has details. The New York City Mayor's Office says the lab which discovered arsenic in the water at the NYCHA Reese houses has issued a retraction. The lab said it used a method for testing silver involving arsenic to the water sample. That sample tested positive. The lab said it retested the original samples and found no presence of arsenic. NYCHA had been testing the water after reports of cloud water. Tenants had been using water bottles and portable water stations. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. And New York City plans to explore legal action against the lab they said provided those false results. A Port Authority police officer and former Major League Baseball pitcher Anthony Varvaro of Staten Island died heading to 9-11 ceremonies at Ground Zero's command center. Bavaro, 38 years old and a father of four, was killed in a car crash right near the Holland Tunnel. Bavaro voluntarily retired from the Atlanta Braves to join the Port Authority. He spoke to M9's Chasing News back in 2016 about his decision. I grew up on Staten Island. Okay. Uh, Staten Island has a lot of city workers, police officers, firemen. It's uh, just something that's a highly respected position, and it's just something that I always you know, wanted to do since I was little. And the Atlanta Braves posted condolences on Twitter, saying in part, our thoughts and prayers are with Varvaro's family and colleagues. The Port Authority also released a statement on Sunday afternoon, saying in part, the entire Port Authority family is heartbroken to learn of the tragic passing of Officer Anthony Varvaro. Officer Varvaro represented the very best of this agency and will be remembered for his courage and commitment to service. The Port Authority lost 84 employees in the attacks on the World Trade Center, including 37 members of the Port Authority Police Department. A woman died Sunday morning after a bizarre crash impaled her against a metal fence on Pelham Parkway in the Bronx Friday evening. Police say that 59-year-old Pauline Narika died Sunday at Jacoby. She was on the sidewalk along Bronxdale Avenue when an SUV suddenly mounted the curb and slammed her into the side of an apartment building. A driver behind the wheel of a Lexus SUV swerved to avoid hitting a van striking the woman. FDNY officials said the 45-year-old driver was taken to the hospital for treatment, and the extent of his injuries was not immediately clear. The driver so far has not been charged, and an investigation is ongoing. I'll sound a gunfire there. Four people wounded outside a Bronx housing project. According to the NYPD on Sunday, the unidentified gunman was wearing a peach-colored hooded sweatshirt when he suddenly walked up to his victims outside the Pelham Parkway public housing site about 4.40 p.m. Friday before opening fire and fleeing. The four victims, all in their 20s, are expected to survive. Police say that the gunplay continued Sunday when two people were shot at Zergera Avenue and Westchester Avenue in the Bronx. Further details of that incident not yet available. We'll get them to you when we get them. Well, a New York woman has been sentenced to four months in prison for allegedly interfering with crew members aboard a flight from Dallas to Los Angeles last year. That flight ended up being diverted to Phoenix, according to federal prosecutors. This Bronx woman's name, Kelly Pichardo, and another first-class passenger engaged in intimidating behavior on that flight. Others got involved. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. You do that to me and I'll knock you flat. 
And both women had to be removed from that plane after it landed at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. On February 24, 2021, authorities said the women each assaulted a passenger during the flight and used racial slurs. The case was investigated by the FBI and Phoenix police. The two women were indicted for disorderly conduct, for verbally and physically assaulting other customers and flight crew members. Prosecutors said Pachardo, who's 32 years old in the Bronx, had been ordered to pay nearly $9,200 in restitution to American Airlines as a result of that altercation. Just two decades after the worst terror attack in U.S. history, most school districts in America are not required to teach about the events of September 11th, and that has some prominent figures vowing to force change. Former NYPD Commissioner Bernard Carrick was on Just the News, not Noise. You know what? Nobody should forget what happened that day, and I'm stunned that schools around the country um, are not educating our youth uh, to let them know what happened so they will remember always. And according to CBS, only 14 states are required to teach 9-11 in their curriculum, while other states, such as California, are not. Gordon Felt is president of Families of Flight 93. He told Just the News that young people who may not have been alive during 9-11 have questions about it, and it's important that those questions are answered. Gordon's brother was one of the passengers who died on United Flight 93 when it crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. A preschool at a Yorkville Chabad Center has received mysteriously an endless deluge of cardboard Amazon boxes containing pricey puzzles and water slides, despite nobody on staff ordering the toys. The mystery presents first arrived at Aleph Bet Preschool on East 92nd Street every couple of days back in June. And over the coming months, the volume and size of those gifts has ramped up. And the toys are marketed under the brand Nino Star. The rabbi said the school will continue to donate whatever unordered toys come their way. Well, one streaming show chronicling Queen Elizabeth II is paying its respects. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. One day, dear boy, you shall be king. Your duty now was the choice of a woman that people will love as a princess and in due course as queen. The Crown, Netflix's acclaimed series about Queen Elizabeth II and her family, has paused production because of the monarch's death. A spokesperson for the series said production was paused on Friday, quote, as a mark of respect and will also be suspended on the day of the Queen's funeral. The show has won 22 Emmy Awards so far and is in production on its sixth season. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And the Queen's funeral set for September 19th, according to Buckingham Palace. And if you miss the top five of Five and other news. Be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.